Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode with me, Cristalina, as your host. Today, on episode seven, we have me interviewing me. <laughs> so I thought I thought it would be a good idea to have an interview with myself, um, seeing that I am currently in Los Angeles and I am conducting an artist in residency program here in Santa Monica. And I thought I'd share with you the process, the struggles, frustrations, anger, doubt, self-inquiry that's been going on with me in my mental space, my emotional space, just to kind of, you know, share with you what really goes on in the artist's mind, body and soul. And I thought I'd start with the process of making and the process of making has been very interesting here. There's been a lot of inspiration. I started a project based on the cosmic egg, whereby the cosmic egg was also me and how I am entering a new metaphysical rebirth, essentially, um, and a new wave. And the works that I'm creating here currently um, are part of that journey. And realizing that always that I am I am not separate from my work and the work is is me and the work is the same, essentially, but also the same being myself, my soul, but also knowing that knowing that I get to also cut the umbilical cord, which I mentioned um I think in another ramble episode on high pay. Um where it's important to also detach from the work, but it's difficult sometimes when you're so enmeshed with the work, um, when you're living with the work, like I am currently, I've been living with the work, I've been sleeping right next to the work, I've been working with the work, I've been working with the work and speaking with the work and speaking to other people about the work, and it's kind of difficult to detach oneself completely, so you just become really enmeshed with it and I think it can take its toll um, mentally. And I think I was speaking to friends of mine about the process of break, breaking down, I guess like a car, <laughs> breaking down to then find freedom, breaking down in order to break through. And that analogy of the egg breaking, breaking up, um, breaking elements within myself, um, breaking elements within who I thought I was within the work, because again, it's always a self-inquiry and it's always, it's always a self-portrait, no matter, no matter the fact that I'm, I do abstract work through abstract paintings, three-dimensional sculptural paintings on a frame, and then essentially sculpture that's hanging within the physical space, hanging from threads or rope within the physical space. And then there's a mural there and there's paintings, painterly drawings as well. And it's all connected within some sort of installation of self-inquiry as a self-portrait, which the work was called in Italian. I, I've named it 
l'uovo si distrugge e si rinasce da solo, which is the egg destroys itself and is rebirthed again. And I think I didn't quite realize how important that work has been for me, in particular this project, where I also realized that, again, I was breaking up with myself, breaking down and breaking open into a new sense of self, essentially. And uh, it's been it's been a little bit painful, I think been cathartic and I think now the fact that the project has ended and the mural has been painted over in white and the work has come down and soon after this episode I'm going to go to bed um it's ended and there's this sense of an existence of the work having never happened or having happened but maybe there wasn't enough people to see it, or maybe it just lives in another kind of etheric realm, maybe in the meta- in the metaverse, in the metaphysical space and the online space and a space within people's minds and people's hearts that for some reason I find difficult to let go of that sense of controlling the arena of the work and I found deep moments of frustration emotional upset and the frustration the emotional upset comes from a wounding which many artists no matter what their capacity may have been or maybe whether it's in film music fashion um whatever it is there's this feeling where a lot of artists like myself find find it hard to kind of come to terms with or accept that we are all longing to be seen and the work that we create is all is all about wanting to be heard and seen and acknowledged and loved ultimately. And I think that this work um, has been a beautiful self-inquiry, but it's also been, am I good enough? It's also been, am I worthy enough? It's also been, am I successful enough? It's also been, I've worked so hard and are people seeing that I've been diligent and cooperative and committed and ambitious and challenging? And I believe that people do see that and not that I necessarily should be worrying about what other people think, but I think about my colleagues and my industry. And I think about the kind of gallery that I wish to attract and I, I think about, you know, whether they understand me and they get me and they see me. And again, it all comes from a place of, do you love me? Which I, I'm sort of realizing now through this self-interview, essentially. Um, just having a cup of my tea. And it's beautiful and quiet here in Santa Monica right now. 
I think most of my studio colleagues have gone to bed and I've just come back from two, not just one, but two Thanksgiving lunches, one major lunch with a good friend of mine who cooked for me. He um, is an amazing chef and another new friend of mine through a very close friend of mine who's an actor. And um, that was also an amazing lunch too. And that was definitely a feeling of the female coven where we spoke about all these things about womanhood and maybe overexerting ourselves as women possibly in industry. And what, what has come up in conversation over and over again is in womankind is we can't we can't be all things to one person and we can't be all things to all people. And there's so many different facets and archetypes within ourselves. Um, where we, I guess we try to mitigate or even um, negotiate with those archetypes within ourselves and say, okay, well, which one is the one that's showing up today? You know, is it the prostitute? Is it the virgin? Is it the mother? Is it the crone, the witch, the wife, you know? And um, I have given birth to so many, so many works of art over the course of my short lifetime at 39 years old, as of today, the 23rd of October, 23rd of November, rather, 23rd of November, 2023. And my other persistent thought has been, but has the work responded back to me? Is there a legacy? Is it important? Does it matter? <laughs> like all of these really big questions. And I know I need to let go of these insecurities or thoughts or, I don't know, esoteric knowledge sometimes, because it, sometimes it's not even that deep. <laughs> sometimes it's just not even that deep but I don't know sometimes it is and for me it is deep it is deep and I've been a mother to so many of my autistic children and I've also been a mentor to so many people as well and I think about the sacrifices that I've made I think about the sacrifices that I've made in my life as a woman and as the woman that I've wanted to be, where I've put my personal, I've put my personal life on hold in some respect. I don't think in all respects, but in some respect, I've put my personal life on hold for my career. And I've seen that my career has given so much back to me. And it's provided a roof over my head and it's provided me food and shelter and amazing opportunities and wonderful people to connect to, but it doesn't respond back to me. And I think that this is, I think, where the inquiry takes place. I think once the work has been finished is, will there be a response? Will whatever I create Will there be an echo back? Will there be a response? And of course, naturally, by the laws of physics, there will be because there's cause and effect. And so there will be. 
So I battle with that. And I, I also believe in um, preparation. You know, I'm a very driven, ambitious person and I believe in preparation and meeting that with opportunity and equaling success. I do believe in that. Um, but sometimes I forget. And on this day of Thanksgiving, I give thanks to the very strong channel that I have with spirit for having brought so many beautiful ideas that I have physicalized into the world. And um, so I'm going to ask the big questions, which I ask a lot of my guests. And before I ask those questions, let me have a big gulp of tea. It's herbal tea. actually a bedtime tea and it's so interesting because this, this um it's a yogi tea and this tea bag it says let the opportunities come to you <laughs> which is so perfect it's so perfect let the opportunities come to you and I think there's that, that thing of I'm always striving for something an achievement a success that fruit that carrot that apple whatever it is and I say this a lot within my spiritual mentorship and teaching, but within the work as an artist, I kind of put a different hat on and I live very much in the physical world and the material world. I don't mean like matter, but I mean in the physical world of, okay, process, organization, execution, uh, research, support of that research, um, analysis, um, sometimes further research with other books connected to that theory or theme or idea. Um, even though I have creatively, spiritually let the work go, I'm still in the process of the, yeah, the dialogue or the inquiry of the actual meaning of the work. But anyway, I sometimes fail to let it go and fail to let it go in the sense of, okay, well, let's just let things happen and let it flow because the flow happens in the creative process for me. But then I get into my Capricorn rising self, which is analysis, organization, workaholic, um, get paid. <laughs> That's... <laughs> That's pretty much it. So I love the fact that my tea bag says, let the opportunities come to you, which I love. And I feel like I want to share that with all of you. Sometimes we just get to remind ourselves that we can't be perfect. We can't always be in a, in a level of leadership to others when we just don't know the answers. And um, sometimes we just have to surrender and let the opportunities come to us and know that we will continuously be provided for we'll have shelter we have food and we give thanks to that particularly on thanksgiving but also in every single day as a thanksgiving so the questions i'm going to ask myself are who am i inspirational people or what inspires me um well i will mention actually i i i watched this film the other day which was beautiful and it's an Italian film and the director is Sorrentino 
and um the film is called Estata la mano di Dio it was the hand of god i think in english it's just the title of the film was the hand of god and i thought that was beautiful uh, beautiful movie beautiful film very poetic very italian <laughs> very italian <laughs> and there was this one particular line which i realized afterwards i looked up after uh, looked it up afterwards and i realized that actually many people had also found this line very profound in italy which was non ti disunire <laughs> which is so poetic and so abstract and means so much but also means nothing <laughs> again very italian um and it's um it, it just kind of like it's about don't don't non-reunite yourself don't forget yourself don't forget self don't forget your higher purpose it means so much again and don't lose track essentially don't lose hope it means so much and it's kind of a phrase that shouldn't really be grammatically correct but it just somehow works and it's become a cult um phrase in italy or let's say in italian cinema of recent times i think it was I think it came out in 2021, so it's about two years old. And I thought that was perfect. And I think, you know, at a time right now in a couple of months, I'll be 40 in February. And I think about that and I think about my work and I think about the egg and the cosmic egg and how the egg destroys itself and is rebirthed again. L'uovo si distrugge e si rinasce da solo which is me and which is all of us and how we get to reinvent ourselves over and over again and how we close cycles and we open up cycles and we sometimes we have to look into the cavern of the depth of darkness in order to recognize that we are whole and we've always been whole. We've always been one. And um, so that was a film that has been a huge impact on me uh, recently. And then there was also this this book, an art book, by another Italian, actually, interestingly, uh, Lucio Fontana, Lucio Fontana. And he created a body of work called La Fine di Dio, The End of God. Or even in this kind of philosophical concept of God is dead or the death of God, you know? And the energy of well, rather than seeing it as hopelessness, we're seeing it as, well, maybe we are, we are not in, a, in an egoic way, but we have the divine within us. Not to say we are gods, but we have the divine within us. And maybe that's where the end of religion takes place and the beginning of spirituality really begins. And there is an element of infinity there as well. And the inner space and the outer space, the physical space and the cosmic space. Um, and then there's also been this inspiration too, where I've also been reading, I've been reading Manly P. Hall, Manny P. Hall's book, um, the, the mystery, I think the secrets of all ages. I think that's what it's called. Let me just go and get it. Yeah. It's called the secret, it's called the secret teachings of all ages, which is a book I had here 
in Los Angeles when I used to live here. And it was in a suitcase, which is very interesting. It was in a suitcase for about four years or five years or six years, to be honest. And I haven't opened it since then, since six years ago. And I came across it this year, which again, everything is divinely timed. Just like some sort of hidden dinosaur egg that has hatched. And there's been some beautiful passages within it. And this this book has been a huge um, part of my work and it continues to, because even though I've I've ended and finished this project, this theme will continue to go on during the January and February and March months when I continue on the art residency program. And yeah, there's this part here where there's esoteric knowledge about Isis, the goddess Isis, of course, um, and the serpent that continues to eat its tail as well. And I want to see if I can find it, but if I can't find it, it's fine. But then, of course, also I've been thinking about and looking at um, the idea, of course, of again, of the sacred feminine Um the sacred and the profane um, ideas of death as well. I've been listening. I was listening to the um, the book of the dead as well, the audio book. And I have the book at home in England. Um, ideas of the holy mountain, which is also a symbolic place of God, which is also where we get to be a part of when we find mastery and once we find mastery, we get to teach that. So that's why I'm here <laughs> interviewing myself, which is very awkward, very awkward. Um, but I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> but yeah, there's massive connections with Egypt as well. Um, but anyway, I don't think it, yeah. I mean, I think, I don't think it really matters like the specifics, but those have been my main inspirations. Of course, other inspirations come through as well. Um, but I also find that when I'm working on a project, I try not to really actually engage too much and look at other artworks or museums or, I mean, I, I did go to the Jean-Michel Basquiat King Pleasures show, which actually I didn't have any expectations about, but actually ended up being very informative and very spiritual. I do believe that Jean-Michel Basquiat was very very spiritual being, you know, who he was and his family her um, heritage as well has played a part, I believe, in his work and his drive for success. And, um, but again, re reverting from the king pleasure, which is also valid, but into queen pleasure too, and how queen pleasure is also important. And I guess the, also the, the inquiries that we've been having here on season five so far has been mainly about women and about the pain and glory of many women in the arts, as you've seen, as you've heard as well. And also let me know how you've been enjoying the episodes too, how you've been experiencing those conversations and how it's been affecting you. I'd really like to know. Um, those are really my sort of inspirations right now. I mean, I can talk about many artists, but I don't want to kind of pollute my mind right now because 
I'm still really, even though I finished the work here, I'm still in the space, which means that I'm still processing the experience of creating. Some of the work has been destroyed. Some of the work has been um, put away. Some of the work has been painted over, which again is another process of mine, which is about l'uovo si distrugge, the egg destroys itself, but also is reborn again, si rinasce da solo where we're okay to let go of the product and see what happens and see what opportunities come about through that. Um, and it's a meditation process for me and it's all part of my spirituality, my spiritual process and inquiry and kind of like the um, experience of creating like a, pu a puja ritual, a sacred ritual honoring the gods, or God, or guide, whatever that may be, or who that may be to one. And then uh, creating an offering, which is very beautiful, and it's maybe involves a bit of sacred geometry, which also my work has, has been about. It's been sacred geomet sacredly geometrical, and there's been sacred number involved there with three, six, and nine within my work as well in this particular project. Um, and then letting it go. And then what remains is nothing but everything. And what remains is the work that's essentially in our heart and how we get to remind ourselves that even a fleeting moment can be very, very powerful. And a work that is experienced within a few seconds can be very, very powerful. <laughs> On the other side of it, most people, it has been cate categorically proven that most people see artworks in galleries and museums for about three seconds and that's it and they move on. So within those three seconds, it's it's gotta be it's gotta be some some sort of interesting, you know. Um I think I've also experienced some sort of like post creative post pass creative post pass, I can't even say it. Creative postpartum sadness. I don't really fully want to embrace the word depression, but there has been a level of sadness as well because I've given my all to the work. And I usually feel very sad after it because I put, again, my mind, body, soul, spirit, sleep, eat, you know, everything involved into it. So I find there's this moment, this weird, strange in-between stage where I find I find myself to be quite sad. I either, I either just get very ill and like I have flu symptoms or I just get very, very sad. And it takes a minute, it takes a few days or even months, a couple of months to kind of get over that, which I think is also part of being a creative. And I think that's something that I also want to share with you all is the behind the scenes aspect of what I do. It's it's not always pretty and it's not always aesthetically pleasing. It's, you know, I I do I do get very emotional about what I create or what I'm experiencing. And there's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of self-sabotage. There's a lot of feeling like I'm not good enough. There's self-worth issues involved. And not many people are aware of that um, in front of the camera or before the camera. Sometimes it's convenient that they're not they're not seeing that, but I'm here to reluctantly, but I've been called by spirit and also with the backing of my amazing, wonderful creative friends 
who are doing so well and so successful um, in their creative field to go ahead and do this episode. (laughs) Talking about it or at least sharing some sort of element about it. Um, And, you know, breaking open is a very painful process as well. And I've been crying over a lot of frustration and I've been crying over a lot of injustice and I've been crying over a lot of sadness that a lot of women have been feeling and people and humanity. I I am a sensitive and I feel a lot of things and it naturally filters through me and it channels through the work. But yeah, the last few days have been really, yeah, they've been very, um, they've been very deep and solemn and it's almost like I, I don't recognize myself, you know, you know, and I'm also my own boss. So there's no one that can really hold me accountable. There's no one that says, okay, you need to wake up at this time and you need to do the work and you need to do this and you need to do that. You know, it just, it's a very, um, being an artist is a very solitude state and that's okay for me. But some, in some cases it, it would be nice to, and this is like contradicting my feminist experience as well, but it would be nice to speak about these things with a partner who also gets it, you know, because not, not to save, but to hear and to listen and to hold space because sometimes it can be too much. Sometimes it can be too overwhelming and sometimes it can just be an experience that I would rather share with another I love and care for and still be empowered at the same time. And I've given birth, as I mentioned earlier, to many babies and it's inevitable that I continue to think about motherhood and the next stage of my life. And for that also be to be a part of a role that I get to be, you know. And um, yeah, motherhood, wifedom, you know. And there's nothing, there should be, there should be no shame within that as well as an artist and as a woman, I think. Yeah. And the tips and tricks that I would share with all of you, if you find yourself in a conundrum like I have in the last few days, is to keep going. That would be the one, is to keep going. To document would be number two, to document your process, to document your experience, to write it down, to document your worries, concerns, um, to have it recorded in some sort of fashion, whether it's through a camera, through photographs, writing it down, um, having someone interview you. And that's, I think this is also another reason why I'm doing this too, 
is to keep this as a capsule of a past self of mine um, through a little portal, which is the interview through Hyper A, and to share the sensitive and <laughs> limbo stage of the creative process with all of you. So yeah, I would say to keep going, to document the work. And another tip or even a trick would be, I can do this. So it's kind of like a trick of the mind where you trick yourself and say, you are so great. You're amazing. You're so magnetic. You're wonderful. You're creative. You're magnanimous. You're in service. You're doing amazing. You're such, doing such an amazing job. You're inspiring so many people. Like, even if you don't feel those words, even if you don't feel what you're saying, it can trick the mind and you end up becoming that. So it's kind of a form of manifestation as well. And I would just lastly, one last thing, I know it's like, normally I would say three tips and tricks, but one other thing is, and I'm looking at a wall, a wall in front of my desk, um, full of yellow sticky notes. And it's about having drive and seeing what those drive that drive is through affirmation, through sticky notes even, um, but also being very, very organized, essentially being really organized and getting organized for success and knowing that you've essentially, and this is, this is now coming into the word of wisdom part is tricking the mind and knowing that you've done everything that you have, that you have been able to, you've used all of the resources, you've created everything that you can, you've gone full capacity on your resources, energetically, creatively, spiritually, and there's nothing else that you can do other than accept that you've done your very best. And I would say that would be my word of wisdom is just to remind yourself that you're doing the best that you can and there's nothing else that you can do in order to change that. And that would be the egg complete, ready for a new cycle, ready for a new birth. So that's kind of it. I thought I'd share that with all of you. I hope you've enjoyed this interesting, unusual episode with me, Cristalina, as your host and as your artist and mystic. And it's been a joy. So thank you so much for listening and tuning in on this episode. Make sure to tune in to the next episode with another inspirational guest. Ciao for... Now.